0: I don't know what to say. Anyway, here's just a random smorgasbord of things we're thinking
1: about. (laughs) (laughs) And now, without any rhyme or reason, here's our photography update. (laughs) Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Maddie. And it's time for another episode of
0: Sisters Who Posh. We are two sisters who love thrifting and have been reselling online for the past few years. We are sharing all of our best tips and tricks along the way, as well as setting goals and updating our progress each week with brand new episodes every Tuesday.
1: Hello, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sisters Who Posh.
0: This week's episode is all about photography. It's been a while since we had a photography dedicated episode. Might have even been in season one. So there's a lot to update on.
1: Yes. We've learned some new tips and tricks over the last almost two years (laughs) since I think we originally did that episode. So excited to share, but before we get into that, what is
0: new this week? So I went to my favorite place in the world yesterday, the local Plato's Closet. (laughs) She's back! (laughs) I've been getting messages all week being like the 50% off sale starts on Saturday. So I had to go check it out. I kind of went with the mindset of like looking for myself rather than thrifting. But I was like, if something would have popped out at me. For reselling i definitely would have gotten it but i wasn't as like meticulous looking at each item on the rack it was bumping and i tried on a bunch of stuff i ended up not getting anything i found like i tried on so many things and it was just like not exactly what i wanted so i passed which is good i found this one shirt it was just like this t-shirt from target and i I have the exact same shirt, but it like triggered a memory for me because I was like, "Yeah, where is that shirt? I haven't seen it in forever." It's just like a plain (laughs) pink shirt. And Plato's had it for five dollars, and I was like, "Should I just buy this?" Because like I, (laughs) I
1: love. Where is mine?
0: Well, I'll put it back. Like I'm sure it's somewhere at my house. I just need to find it. And I was looking for it last night. I do. Okay, I didn't do that good of a job looking, but I couldn't find it right away. But I ended up going to Target for a couple things anyway today. And I ended up just getting a couple t-shirts because they're literally $5 from Target. Yeah. It's like <laughs> not I really saving new. any money. Yeah. <laughs> so I did buy a couple things firsthand <gasps> today. First time in a while. <laughs> yeah. I like, treated myself. That kind of goes into my second what's going on this week. Which is more of a to-do list item, but I love bringing them up on the podcast because it makes me accountable to actually do it. Like, I feel like anytime I talk about thank you cards, it's always like, I'm going to do it,
1: you know? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Top of mind is spring cleaning. So i really want to clean out my own closet find items that i'm just like not really wearing anymore or aren't really my style anymore and consider listing them on my poshmark or just bringing them right to like a goodwill or something that's something i really want to do over the next couple weeks here just clean out some more space my husband keeps bringing it up that he wants to do that and i was like yeah i probably should do that too i have a lot of clothes that I, I really just wear the same thing over and over again. So (laughs) I don't really need to be holding on to all these items. So
1: I'm really excited about that. Amazing. Yeah. it feels good when you get the spring cleaning going, get the house organized, get your closet organized. So that's exciting. I actually just cleaned through my own clothes, um, last week. I've been trying to do – I know in a previous episode we had mentioned that I had listened to a podcast about, like, building a capsule wardrobe and kind of going more towards that. Of really just kind of looking at your closet and not being, like, bogged down with, like, all the clothes that, like, don't really fit you or, like, aren't really your style anymore or, like, don't really – go well with the other things in your closet. So you end up just like not wearing them. So then you have yeah. like that feeling of a closet full of clothes, but nothing to wear still. Yeah. Um, so the last probably like six months I've tried working that way a little bit. So it's like everything in my closet is stuff that I'm actually reaching for, but obviously it's like a progress with it. So I went through my closet again and it was like, especially some of the winter stuff. Like I live in Phoenix, Arizona. It's like already been 90 degrees this week. Like yeah, <laughs> all these sweaters that I really do, maybe do like some of them, but it's like I maybe wore them once or not at all over the last four months. And I've had them for a couple of years. And maybe the same was true last year and the year before in the right. winter here. So being real with myself that it's like, OK, I think part of my brain was telling me like, oh, but like when we go back home and like visit family, like I'm going to want to like have these sweaters. But it's like, how many sweaters do you really need for that? About too so right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think cutting some of those winter items and then also just looking at my spring clothes from last year if there's anything that I wanted to get rid of and yeah I have a pile to try listing on my Poshmark I had thought too like if some of it maybe is it in that category where you're like is this worth it to list on Poshmark like I don't know these might be good items for us to bring in just uh the buy sell trade to try to like mm. get some trade credit for True. Um, and then you know, you could always list whatever they don't take, but since it's like basically free inventory, maybe I'll try that out taking it yeah. to Buffalo this week.
0: Definitely. Keep us posted.
1: <laughs> yes. Awesome. What else
0: is going on this week for you?
1: Well, I have a very exciting announcement. If you follow us on Instagram, then you probably already know. But last week, I found out that I was one of the recipients of the $5,000 Heart and Hustle Grants.
0: Yes!
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. We are so proud. Ah, I was like so not expecting it. Like, I actually missed the email where I found out that I had been selected all my Poshmark emails go to an email account that I basically only use for Poshmark. And it's, t- I mean, you know how many emails you get of like people sending you an offer or like myself sending, it's like all the shipping labels get sent uh, there. And all and-
0: the emails that's like your item shipped. And it's like, cool. yeah, <laughs>
1: I have like, it's like pretty much the whole inbox is just like messages from Poshmark that are like unopened that I'm like, okay, whatever, move on. <laughs> um, so I miss the email. So Luckily, luckily, I didn't lose out. They, <laughs> I had a notification early last week that was, "Hey Taylor, I work for Team Poshmark. Check your email, please." And I was like, "Yeah, oh no, I'm, I'm." My brain automatically went to like, "Hey, like you're on a final warning. We've noticed you've had some cases over the last few months." That's where my mind would go to, <laughs> just like total like,
0: worrywart. Like I'm in trouble for something.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so I for sure I was like, oh god, like what did I do now? <laughs> so I go check my email, and then it was about that. So I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, um, yeah, and it was awesome. Like they, I think there's twelve winners that win the five thousand dollar community fund grant, and then it's really cool because I didn't realize like. 120 people or 130 people win the $500 one too so wow it's a cool program and I'd recommend applying in the future if they continue doing it because yeah yeah really I hard. know I'm so inspired
0: <laughs> to apply now that you've obviously had success with it
1: that's so yeah. awesome definitely on everyone's radar to apply to the- do it again yeah definitely apply and it's cool because so of course you get the the payout from it and then also there's a few other perks that i didn't really realize they're having like all of the community fund winners will be on like a quarterly call in the future here Ooh. so that will be kind of interesting just to like find out some insider information first give feedback or you know whatever i think it's a kind of cool opportunity to get on a call like that and then They also have like a group Discord for all the previous Heart and Hustle winners. So I just joined that this week. And it's kind of funny in there, just everyone being like, hi, like, welcome to the cycle four winners. And have a little community building over there too. So
0: love it. But yeah. Can you tell us more about like how to apply? Like, what did you have to do? When did you apply?
1: Yeah. So the round I did. Because we had talked about it on the podcast like a lot of times before, like, hey, we're doing (laughs) this, like, apply or whatever, but we never applied. And then- um, Well, we kept missing
0: the deadlines
1: where we'd find out about it and it was
0: like, do the next day. And we're like, Yeah.
1: Yeah. So have like an application process online. So when it was like a couple weeks before, they'd be like, hey, we're taking applications for the Heart and Hustle. I think we both saw it as like the little top bar of the notification feed on Poshmark. Yeah, I applied for the one that was due January 3rd. So I applied a couple months ago now. And of course, classic Tay style, I did apply on like one hour before it was due on last day. (laughs) Um, And it is a little bit of an involved application. Like I remember when we first found out about it, we both clicked on it and it was like, oh, like you have to like make a video and then you have to answer these few essay questions or whatever. I think that was like, okay, we missed it this round. We'll do it next round, whatever. So I don't know what in me on uh, January 2nd where I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it even though I have one day. It's but... a new year. <sighs> new year, new me. Yeah. So I had my husband take some clips of me in my posh <laughs> yeah. room uh, taking photos and like uh, doing a couple other things and then I just made like a short video and overlaid some of the clips on there and then I actually used some of the clips and made a reel that I just put on my Instagram so it's the same clips from that and the, they just want you to make a video like telling like your Poshmark story and like, how or why you would use the money or blah 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 yeah. and then the questions were in the same vein it was like what's your Poshmark story and like what would be your business plan if you were to win da, 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 da. a little bit of work to get it done but yeah I mean a really cool program that they, that they do. Cause it's, I mean, that's a lot of money to be giving out between 12 people getting $5,000 every three months. And then all the $500 winners too, that adds up too. So that's right a good thing to take advantage of. Awesome. Well,
0: on behalf of
1: everyone at Sister posh we
0: are so proud <laughs> of you and keep up the great work.
1: Oh, thank you. I'm excited. <laughs> Okay, we received a question from a listener this past week, and it kind of ties into our uh, buy sell trade trading we've been doing lately. But they were wondering, when you regularly bring in items to a buy sell trade, do they get mad? And that they're like intimidated by this whole process? We can definitely relate with that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It's definitely intimidating still going in and like dropping off your items, but I feel like less and less each time. How regularly? (laughs) I think if you were going like every single day, it might get weird. They might
1: kind of eye roll you and you're bringing the same items back every time. Right.
0: (laughs) But it's like if you were going every week, like once a week and you were sprinkling in your old items that you had already tried and you had some new items that you were going to try to give to them. I don't think that's weird at all. I don't think they would think anything of it. I think a lot of their, you know, people they're getting the items from are like regulars,
1: you know? Yeah. As long as you have good stuff and they're constantly taking stuff every time. Like I've been going like once a week for most of this year And it's been fine. I will say I do have a little bit of I I can definitely understand feeling intimidated and kind of feeling embarrassed when you go because, okay, like no matter what I do or like who's working when I get there, I always get the same girl like the last like (laughs) eight times I've gone. But it's like a little bit funny because like no matter what, anytime I walk in, even if she's not up at the counter working by the time it's my turn to sell to them. Guess who comes clocking back in from their lunch break? It's the same girl every time. (laughs) (laughs) But she always takes my stuff. So I kind of do like having her.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a good rule of thumb. If they keep taking your stuff, I don't think it's awkward to keep going. I think if you have like a few times where it's like they don't take anything, then maybe like reevaluate or try a different store if you have another one in your area or something like that.
1: Yeah, that's a really good tip too. Like if you have, like I've been to Buffalo and then like taken the leftover stuff to Play-Dohs after. If you have multiple consignment shops by you, like definitely just because some, one store pass, don't feel like it's all over from there.
0: Right. I feel like it's okay to ask, like if they do pass on all of your stuff and ask why. I've like overheard those conversations at Play-Dohs before. And a lot of yeah. times it's just like, oh, these are more of like, mature styles, business clothes, where they have certain shops that are just for that. So like, you you just take it to one of those shops and probably have better luck. I'm thinking even for my stuff, I might try a few different shops because I have a lot of different like styles going on.
1: Yeah. That I think are going to be cut
0: in my spring cleaning. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) definitely don't be discouraged and like i feel like the employees this is their job they don't care about it as much as like we're thinking about it or being self-conscious so like no one's ever gotten mad like the question asked do they get mad at you like i don't think they're ever going to get mad at you for doing that no. i think like you, like you said if you're literally bringing in the same exact things every single day in a row then maybe they might be like hey like we're not taking this stuff <laughs> like sorry <laughs> exactly um but as long as you kind of space out your visits and have new things to bring in. We haven't had a problem with that at all. Right. All right, so that brings us to the main event of this week's episode. We are updating on our best practices for photography, taking photos of your listings. Some of this is information we've shared before. Some of this is stuff we've learned over, you know, the last couple of years of selling on Poshmark. So yeah, here's some updated tips. Awesome, so I think the biggest game changer tip
0: has been utilizing a ring light. So we both received ring lights for Christmas from our lovely mother. Mine came out of the box, not working. (laughs) (laughs) And then it was sold out. So I have not actually replaced it yet. That's still on my to-do list. Maybe that'll be one of my goals this month is to actually reorder it so I can be using a ring light. But that has been a huge change for you just using it over 2022 so far and your pictures look really good. So I'm, I'm influenced.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Yes. I think a ring light is a good investment for your reselling business. If you've been doing it for a while and you're starting to make regular sales, it is a good next tier item you could get for your business. We both, we kind of classify the tools you could use for a reselling business into different categories. There's like the ones that are a necessity when you're just getting started, like you'll need.
0: You'll need a nail to put in the wall to hang the hanger on the wall. That's like the only thing you need. Yeah. (laughs) There's like
1: minimal stuff you need for that. And then there's like, okay, the next tier of some things that would be nice. And then even up from that would be like some of these things like, uh thermal printer right. or ring light those are more of a next level item if you're just starting out it's not a necessity but it will make your life a little easier once you take the plunge right I know I've been like dragging my feet because we get questions a lot on our Instagram about like sending a link for the ring light that I use which yeah. we can share that but I'm like kind of hesitant because yours did arrive faulty that's <laughs> <laughs> Should we be recommending this? Mine works great, but it's like, you never know what you're going to get. And also then it was sold out for a while. So it's like, okay, well, I don't know I'll have to share that. <laughs> we just asked for like, basically like the first Amazon choice one that pops up when you search ring light on Amazon. And what was nice is ours did come with those little Bluetooth remotes that sync up with your phone. And that way, when your phone's on a tripod, you can just kind of like click, 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 click. Which honestly might be the bigger game changer than the ring light is having that little remote. It's just a small convenience, but it's such a time saver than having to like actually do the self timer. You're able to get like the exact shot you're wanting a little easier than trying to work with the self timer as well, posing and holding.
0: Well, the self timer it's like three seconds sometimes is is not enough, and then like ten seconds is like way too long. Yeah. <laughs> Three seconds. Sometimes I'm thinking of when I'm modeling pants, I'm kind of like trying to back up and quickly like turn around and <laughs> do a yeah. pose. A lot going on. Yeah. But if you just had the little remote, you could just at
1: your leisure, get ready for the picture and then click it. It's literally as easy as like click, pose, click, pose, click, and then done with that item. So Yeah. You're only saving seconds compared to the timer, but when you're photographing 10 items in one day, like all that does add up. And I feel like that has helped with the quality of the photos, honestly, just as much as the ring light. And what's nice about the remote, so if you are not wanting to spend a ring light costs more than obviously a remote does, and you can buy the little Bluetooth remotes, I think they're like $10 on Amazon. So Oh, nice. kind of nice to just have to have in your purse for if you're taking a photo not for reselling out and about like the little bluetooth remote can come in handy yeah Um, but those are basically the the new tools that we've incorporated when it comes to photography that we think are making a difference well they're making a difference for me maddie's still on i'm still in the stone age over here (laughs) (laughs) i'm
0: just kidding Yeah, I think too, I mean, we've talked about this in our like holiday episodes when we're doing like a gift guide, but these are items too, that I don't know if we would have just bought them ourselves, but yeah, you know, if someone's asking what you want for a gift, sometimes it's hard to think of specific items and we've used that a lot to get some of these
1: reseller items that maybe we wouldn't have bought as soon. Pretty much all of our reseller tool upgrades have been... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> or Christmas presents from our mom. So yeah. yeah, definitely something you could always ask for. Another thing we're
0: always thinking about with our photography is having good lighting. That is still the key. I think even for you, having the ring light, you've got to have the good lighting to start with and then like supplement with the ring light to really get those like airy kind of looking photos. So just thinking about where where you want to place your phone to take the photos I kind of put my phone on the windowsill and then stand in front of the window midday to try to get like the most sunlight possible I know some people even take their photos outside which could be something to consider you know as we're getting into spring and summer playing with that like
1: mixing it up a little bit too yeah, especially if you feel like there's not a spot in your apartment or your house where there's like, it's the yeah, most, it's not a good option with natural lighting and having like a background that works for you. So maybe outside would be the best option, and you could get like a little phone stand or something outside to to take those photos to. one of the most game changing photography breakthroughs that we've had since starting reselling is batch editing. This is another tip kind of like the remote where it's maybe when you're doing it, you don't feel like you're saving that much time, but all this little time adds up batch editing by using a photo app to like copy the filter from one photo onto all the rest with just a click of a button really can save you time with editing your photos and giving them a consistent look without having to like go through one by one. We use the app Visco they have a version you can pay for where you can like save presets that you make. We both just use the free version where you can just have like one photo edited and then you can just copy and paste that edit onto all the rest without actually saving it as like a filter.
0: Which works well because it's like, if you're taking all those pictures in the same session, the lighting is going to be pretty much the same in all of them, you know? So like when you're editing it, you can apply the same filter to it. And they all kind of still turn out the same
1: i take my photos basically in the same spot in the same way around the same time of day like almost all the time i don't know how your guys's phones are but i feel like all resellers know like your camera roll is like you can always just scroll down and find your last session and i just got i've just been letting it roll i copy the edit from the last session and then oh, nice and all my new ones so all my photos do have that same filter basically but and then I've been trying to be better at remembering to delete them after. So I only have one last session in there. But I mean, let's be honest. Let's I be real. Of, yeah, let's be <laughs> Happens real. Happens to the best of us. <laughs> let's be real. My memory storage is filling up fast.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think just playing with those different tools, checking out Visco, you know, the free version and playing with the exposure and saturation and see, just take a little bit of time to figure out what levels you like and works with your specific like lighting situation and then just trying to be consistent with that it's nice too
1: with visco because they have a bunch of pre-made filters and i use one of those to start off my edit that i use and then actually you're able to actually just take that filter down you can like scale the whole filter as a whole back to like 30 to 50 percent, so it's not so drastic. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's still, cause I think that's the big thing with reselling editing. You do want to have like a bright, clean photo, but you don't want to tamper too much with like the color or like making the item Look different than it looks in real life, making sure you're presenting it in a way that still looks like what the customer is going to receive. Otherwise, that's a case waiting to happen.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we've run into that with black jeans. If you filter them certain ways, they can look like blue or gray, and it can be confusing when you're pairing it up with like a stock photo. I've had that where someone's like, okay, are these blue or black? And I was looking at the pictures, I'm like, I have no idea. (laughs) I have to like pull them out. with a pair of blue jeans and black and lined them all up without context i asked bjorn like what color is the middle pair <laughs> to try to get like an objective he's like yeah black, or whatever and i was like oh okay i need to find a different stock photo and change the edits on this because that is not how it's perceived so yeah just being careful with stuff like that you don't want you know a customer to get an item thinking it's going to be black jeans and they're blue you know nobody yeah. wants that
1: i've had the exact same thing happen like Whatever my filter is, it does tend to pull the black jeans to look more like a navy. I've, like, straight up almost gotten, like, arguments in the comments. Not arguments. (laughs) I always try to be nice. But where they're, like, these are blue. These are blue. I don't know why you're saying they're black. I'm, like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, if I ship them to you, like, they are black. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to be mad. (sighs) That's funny. Now with the black jeans, I even change the filter to make sure that I'm like that they're reading as black and not that cool tone blue tint to them. Right.
0: Yeah. I, for a long time was editing each one of the pictures individually, just in the photos app in my phone, which was a huge waste of time. <laughs> and that was one of my, I can't remember what the theme was, but I feel like it was in one of our Halloween episodes of like- It
1: was the haunted. haunted.
0: Yeah. <laughs> The haunted past. Clips from our past
1: episodes that haunt us.
0: (laughs) Yes. If you haven't listened, it's really funny. There's Halloween music. (laughs) The batch editing and then also taking your photos already in the square mode was a huge game changer too. Because for a long time, I was just taking them like a normal photo. But then in Poshmark, they have to be a square. So then you have to like line it up. Sometimes you didn't take it far enough away. So then when it's in the square, it doesn't show everything. And then you kind of have to like re take the photos again. And it's just a mess. So yeah, just you changing... like
1: 2016 using InstaSize to like add borders to your- Literally, <laughs> <I'm>,
0: yeah, <laughs> exactly. But just changing it to square mode when you start photographing and just leaving it on that while you're photographing really helps.
1: That's like I feel like the number one tip is if you're not taking them in square mode, make that change. That's gonna make your life so much easier right off the bat. When I first started my Poshmark, I was like taking all the photos with an actual like camera camera. And I like literally like set it up. I was like having a full photo shoot and (laughs) lights, camera, action lights, (laughs) camera, action.
0: You better work. Work Work it, girl. girl. Work it, girl. Give Give it a a toy. That was me.
1: Yeah. That was me. Yeah, I had a whole photo shoot. It took me, like, the whole day. I was, like, putting outfits together. Like, you were pulling looks left <laughs> and right. I was right. pulling looks at having full photo shoots. I was, like, giving in the poses. And then <laughs> <laughs> all of the photos were not usable because they were all taken too close up. In, yeah like not portrait mode but like where it's thinking like landscape but opposite hot dog <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the photos are too tall to be a square and then it's like and they were so zoomed in that it was just not it was not working so two switches happened first of all I stopped using the actual camera I think just use your phone it's just so much easier with these apps and everything and how good the cameras are on phones now it's like yeah you're not really winning by using a actual camera for the amount of extra work it is and like importing the photos and all of that yeah using your phone camera and then switching it to the square so you just don't have to worry about whether or not it's gonna be able to be in the format that you want but yeah that was one day wasted on the photo shoot
0: (laughs) (laughs) that was my first day
1: so then i had nothing to list i was like i guess we're starting tomorrow (laughs) another tip that we've learned over the last couple years is four measurements for your listing. That's like the number one question you'll get asked. People are being like, Oh, like what's the inseam? Oh, how long is it? Oh, what's this? So one thing you can do is just take when you're taking your photos is just take measurement picks, like with the tape measure on the piece of clothing, snap a photo of it. And then you don't even have to worry about putting measurements in your description, but the information is there and that can get that buyer in the moment, if they know what's going to fit them to pull the trigger right then and there and not have to go through the whole rigmarole of like asking you questions and right. you getting back to them. And then like, maybe they're ghosting at that point, just doing the work up front and then you'll thank yourself later.
0: Right. I think specifically jeans, like I always try to do the measurements up front. Now the rise, the inseam and then the waist yeah since those are like typically if you go to like a size chart on a website those would be the measurements that they're using anyway for jeans I guess for tops I still don't really do measurement
1: pictures normally unless somebody asks requests yeah I don't do them all the time either but I think like you're saying especially the jeans especially vintage stuff you already know you're gonna get the questions it is easier to just do it in the moment than having to pull the item back out later and do it and then they probably still won't buy it <laughs>
0: <laughs> but then the measurement pictures will be in there for the next one
1: <laughs> yeah another nice thing about doing the measurement photos rather than just like taking the measurements and putting it in the listing you're showing the measurement in your photo and someone can't when they receive an item be like oh they said it was 25 inch waist but it's measuring 26 inch waist and then they like show a measurement photo the way you have it laying on a measuring tape. Two different people could get a slightly different measurement it's all kind of approximate if you have a photo showing your measurement in your listing i feel like poshmark favors in favor of you in that case then because they're like yeah okay.
0: i had one where i had the measurement picture included in the listing and then they got it and exactly what you're saying where they said it was like an inch difference from what I did. And I like re-looked at my pictures and I'm like, well, I guess if I would have pulled the tape up a little bit more, I could see how we'd get a different number. Poshmark ended up favoring for both of us since it's like, okay, clearly I tried to show the measurement.
1: Yeah. Where if you hadn't have shown the measurement and then like, they're like, it's 26 inches. See, it's 26 inches. And you had it marked at 25 inches or whatever then Poshmark would probably favor in favor of them. Right.
0: Kind of covers you. gives you
1: an insurance policy.
0: So we touched on modeling pictures a little bit, but we wanted to talk about that more of what we're doing and like kind of what that looks like for us. So I think if the item is something that like we're comfortable wearing, we'll try to take a measurement or (laughs) we'll try to take a modeling picture of us wearing the item to include with the listing and then also still include like the pictures of it hanging on the wall and the the tag showing the size and fabric contents, things like that. But there was a few items around modeling that we wanted to discuss. So the first being, we always like cut our head out of the picture. <laughs> I think yes. we, we do this because then it's like a little more anonymous. It's not really like a picture of you then. I mean, it is, but it's more of a picture. The focal point is the shirt, not like your face. Also, because I mean, then you don't have to be like in full hair and makeup (laughs) for these photos. (laughs) I always put my hair up. I don't know. I just, I feel like my hair is longer than shoulder length, but not like super like luscious or anything. (laughs) So i just like put it up. So it's just out of the way. And not distracting from the the top or whatever I'm modeling.
1: Totally agree. My hair is pretty long. And even sometimes I have left it down in some if it's like a day where I did get ready. And I feel yeah. like, you know, there's a difference between when your hair is just like air dried or down and like I actually styled it. Even so, my hair is so long that sometimes even if it looks quote unquote good, it's like covering details of the item at that point. Yeah. So sometimes I found it's just easier to, to pop your hair in a ponytail or on top of your head. And just keep it out of the picture. And I do think, like you said, having it be a little more anonymous or having the focus be on, like, not the fact that you're wearing it, that lets the person buying it kind of picture, like, oh, like, this is what I would look like in it. You know what I mean? It kind of makes it right. more more on, like, the possibility of, like, anyone wearing it and not, like, Maddie's shirt. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Another tip for modeling photos is – Styling them with outfits. So for us, we found the easiest thing to do is just wearing your favorite pair of jeans. If you're taking a bunch of like sweater, jacket, shirt pictures, that way you can just keep it really simple and keep putting on the next top. And jeans usually go with everything and that works. The pants that you're wearing with the outfit, like kind of showing like how you could style that item as well. I'm thinking too, if you sold
0: a lot of athletic wear or something like that, you could do it with like leggings instead of jeans or athletic shorts if that made more sense
1: with the top i think like the more you can make it look how they would actually wear it that just kind of helps them again envision right the potential of the item we're using the modeling photo we're supplementing it with like photos of the item still like hung on a wall or like showing the details of an item in that way not on you and we're mainly using a modeling photo as a cover photo to grab the attention so if someone's like searching for an item that your item will stand out and you know kind of work as a stock photo that you made yourself basically so for us when we're doing these photo shoots i'm just trying to grab like one photo that i can use for the cover photo rather than worrying about like standing back and making sure they can like see a full like picture of the maxi dress they can just see like part of it and that works as a cover photo and then you can show the full item on the wall I would caveat that with
0: if there's like certain items that are hard to show on the wall, like take the time to do a couple more modeling pictures showing those features. I'm thinking of like bell sleeves or yes. I can't think of any other ones right now,
1: but <laughs> well, even like if it's just like a flowier dress or yeah. something, some of that, like, you know, those items that just don't look cute on a hanger, and the, but they look cute in when you life? have it on. Yeah. I at one point was doing like, okay, then I face backwards and I face sideways and I was doing this. And it's like that was kind of taking too much time. It was a lot it's not time like adding
0: <laughs> any more value. And then also using a plain background, this is something I want to implement. So, like I was saying, I prop my phone up on the windowsill to try to like maximize the light. But then I have to stand close to the window and then like the opposite wall is kind of far away. So it's like yeah, yeah. a lot of like blank space in between me and the wall, which I don't know how much they really notice it because I'm so close to the camera, but I want to play with it and maybe try like propping my phone up in the middle of the room and then being closer to the wall just to have like a plain background right behind me. Having
1: a more neutral plane backdrop right behind you can help just make the item pop more so there's nothing distracting the eye from it I used to do the same thing where I would like have my camera on my desk and then in front of the window and then like take the photos just behind me it showed like a little bit of my inventory storage and just like open into my living room behind me my my items are popping a little more now that I've moved to just a plain wall behind me don't feel like it needs to be like plain white I think plain white would would look great not knocking it but like my walls like more of a grayish beigey gray color I feel like it still looks fine just having a solid color neutral wall behind you another type of photos that we still do use quite a bit are flat lays I use these a lot for shoes or like accessories And we've experimented with different types of backdrops that we use for this. The one I'm loving and I've been using since the beginning of my posh is I have like a fur blanket. I think like having like a little fur rug or a fur blanket, I do like that as a background, especially for like shoes or purses. Mine's just like a light, natural tan kind of color fur. But I feel like it gives it kind of like a... Lux look with like the shoes or the purses yeah um on it but it's not like distracting it's still like neutral enough where it works there's so many different backdrops you could have fun doing like I know I think you can buy on Amazon just basically a piece of tag board that is printed to look like marble or something like that or oh yeah different backdrops that you can do in a pretty inexpensive way to use for those photos like that that don't work against a wall
0: yeah, I'm thinking of this one reseller that she puts like a small plant next to her items. And she does like mostly flat lays. If you have a little prop like that, it kind of makes your closet really cohesive. Like yes. scrolling through it, it's like there's always going to be that little plant. It adds little
1: interest. Yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. Or putting like a pair of sunglasses next to it or something like that. You obviously don't want it. You can go too far in one direction where then it looks like cluttered and it's like, okay, what's actually for sale here? I can't even tell, but just placing maybe in like a necklace or something like that with it.
1: Yeah. Making it more of like a little like magazine spread rather than just the photo.
0: I think, too, with the flat lays, as much as possible, taking the photo, like, directly above, too. Because so I've done it sometimes yes. where angle,
1: it just, it doesn't look as good. Sometimes you got to be a little careful with the shadows of that, because it's like... Yeah, then you can
0: see yourself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Besides the fur blanket, we've also taken flat lays using just, like like, a plain comforter. And then we've also done it on, like, our wood floors or... If you have, like, a big countertop space in your kitchen, that would work as well. And then
0: another thing to think about with photography is, like, the wrinkles of the items. So, you know, there's a few different ways you could go with it. I feel like we've tried many options and, you know, use different strategies for each situation. So, like, using the wrinkle release spray, throwing it in the dryer, using a steamer, hanging it up while you're taking a shower. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah. All the old hacks (laughs) are
0: all good options. We were thinking too, just modeling the picture sometimes helps hide some of the wrinkles a little bit, because if it's a tighter shirt, when it like is on you, it might hide some of those wrinkles, which actually kind of helps.
1: Something that was just hung on the wall could like bring emphasis to the wrinkles. Sometimes once you have it on, it just, like you can see the piece moving a little bit more and all of that. Uh, another tip i've been trying to do lately because i've kind of found myself where i'd bring items home from the thrift store and if i didn't photograph them that day sometimes i would just put all the bags from goodwill just like in my posh room but i've been trying to hold myself to when i get home from the thrift store at least hanging the items up on my clothing rack if i leave them in the bag for like a day or two then sometimes that creates wrinkles Whereas when I hang it up and even if I'm not going to photograph that exact day and I do it a couple days later, at least the clothes have been hanging up for the last couple days and some of the wrinkles kind of come out on their own. So that is most of our new updates with photography. The only thing we've kind of played around with, but now we haven't been doing it as much anymore. So I don't even know if it's worth mentioning, but there is a feature on Poshmark where you can add videos to your listing. Oh yeah. For a while we were kind of experimenting with that. Right.
0: Yeah. I've only, Done it when I'm like <laughs> taking a haul video anyway and then I just yeah use the videos like they're really just for the haul video and then I just add them to the plush part listing because yeah, I have them made.
1: Both. It's exactly. like an afterthought. Yeah, that's how I actually kind of started doing it too, because I made like a reel of me trying on some stuff in the fall and then I'm like, oh I'll just add all these to the things too. Yeah. You did make videos for whatever reason get your money's worth out of them. Make them work double duty, you know? Right.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, that's not something we're doing all the time. And I don't even know if that's something i recommend, like, taking the time to... to do. No, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. No. Well, cool. Let us know on Instagram or in our email, at sisterzupasha.gmail, Gmail. there's any photography tips you have that we missed. I feel like photography is always changing and we're always looking to improve and try new things and keep it fresh. So we're always looking for new tips. All right. That brings us to our last segment today,
0: which is our favorite segment, the Goals Goals Update.
1: We're back with a Goals Update. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So we
0: are going to be setting goals for April. As we've mentioned, I've been, Poshmark for me has been a little bit on the back seat, but I think April it might be coming back a little bit more. It was kind of hard setting a goal though, just knowing that of like, okay, how much, you know, how much time am I really gonna be putting into it in April? So I set my goal at $800. I thought that was like realistic, but still, you know, more than I've been doing the last couple months. I'm excited about that. And then also, as we touched on earlier, I really want to do the spring cleaning of my personal closet. I'm going to add to that now the the buy-sell-trade aspect of it all, trying to just bring those directly to a buy-sell-trade if I think that'll be a better option than listing it.
1: Those are my goals for April. Love it. My goals for April, again, my sales goal is to hit 5,000. I'm trying to gear my April goals now that I... I uh, do a little extra change in my pocket from the Hard <laughs> <laughs> and Hustle Community Fund. Yes. Um, I want to be smart about like, okay, like using some of that like for my reselling and like getting it geared up so I can have a really successful rest of the year. My main focus is on bulking up my inventory. I want to get back to my my routine, back to my basics of going to the bins once a week, continuing trading some of that bins Inventory to Buffalo. And then I've also been loving popping in at the regular thrift stores. The Goodwills in Arizona are continuing to run the 25% off dresses pretty much all of April. I think it ends April 17th. So I still have a few weeks load up on dresses. And I know in the past two years for me now, spring and summer dresses has been one of my top categories. It's a category that can sell for a good amount with like event dresses, yeah, wedding guests, bachelorettes, like different things like that. So I think it is worth my time with a, running that extra discount on the dresses to pop into those regular thrift stores too and get some of that inventory going.
0: Awesome, very exciting. Yeah, we really
1: want you to have
0: a great spring and the month that shall not be named,
1: July. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta gear up for July and it
0: starts now. <laughs> All right. Well, we will be back next week with another episode. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram at sisters who posh, or you can email us
1: at sisters who posh at gmail.com. Yes. And don't forget to leave us a five star review on Apple podcasts. We love reading those. And that really helps our podcast find more listeners and continue to grow. Other than that, we'll talk to you next week. Love you, Maddie. Love you too, bye. Bye. Wait, last week we were like (laughs) I can't say it. all right so that wraps up our top tips
0: (laughs) (laughs) next up here's our tips